A dose of hope coming at you. People who defy the odds are people that, that say no to fate. They just say no. I would not doubt. Good afternoon, family. That song was You by Lisa McClendon. My girl is back with the Soul Collection. Today we are full, full, and did I say full? We have Danita Gibbs here for our inspirational music segment. She's here to talk about her single, Keep Holding On. We also have Lene Bell, founder and CEO of GotCon.com. And Breon Johnson, who's here for the inspirational author series. And um, he has a new book, and it's called From Dope Fiend to Son of a King. So, yep, it's a full house. Hold tight and hit the refresh with my choir family, Forces of Fire. Say it's already done. 
so happy to bring you today this amazing man of God with an incredible story. His name is Breon Johnson and is the author of the book From Dope Fiend to Son of a King. Welcome to the A Dose of Hope inspirational author segment. Hey, hey, how you doing? I finally made it. Just want to uh, say thank you for having me and let you know that you are A Dose of Hope. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now, I've been checking out your book. I've been looking at it and it has just blown my mind. I mean, you named it From Dope Fiend to Son of a King. I mean, like, why did you name it that? What was up? What was up with that? I believe that it was God inspired. At the same time, I wanted to capture how the community saw me, often how my family saw me, and and, and at times how I saw myself as a hopeless uh, dope fiend. But at the same time, I wanted to capture my now and, and how far I came and, and that I found my true identity, royalty, straight royalty. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so awesome. So you said that God inspired you to write the book, but how long did it take you to write it? Oh, man, it took me probably over a year because I kept putting it down, right? I kept putting it down. Uh, it was it was a bit much to relive uh, some of the trauma and experiences that I had had. And so I kept putting it down, but it seemed like God kept sending people to me to, to remind me to finish the book. And they was unaware that I was even writing a book. And so I got uh, a few reminders, so I'll pick it back up. 
Oh, wow. Okay, you know what? It's a good thing when other people can, you know, encourage you. Because sometimes on the path to do what we, what God is calling us to do, we kind of get stuck or we kind of get in a place where, you know, we're not sure of it or we, you know, really don't want to do it. And sometimes yeah. God will send those little nuggets to you to say, wait a minute, you know, you, I'm calling you to do this and I need you to complete the work that I've set forth for you. That's good. He does. He'll, he'll, he'll send an intervention. He'll let you know. Uh, uh, I let you. I told you to do something. He'll give you a reminder. He'll give you a nudge. He'll give you a dream because he wants his goal to be accomplished. You know, and so that's what he did for me, and and I got it done. And be honest, which I really didn't want to do it um, at all, but I I, I I was just being obedient. Mm, well, I'm glad you were because it is definitely a good read. Now, the book just pulls at your heart because, you know, you, you go through verbal abuse, you go through mental abuse, drug abuse. Um, There's so many different facets of what you went through from, you know, the time you were young, even up until, you know, the time you were a grown man. And so um, just tell us about it. Just kind of walk us through your journey. Okay, with the book, I, I really wanted to be authentic and not churchy. I didn't want to be churchy at all. Um. I knew that I would have to reveal some things in order that some may be healed. And so I told my secrets. I hate secrets. You know, I, I really do because secrets have been my enemy since I was young. And they kept me sick and contained for a long time. Mm. And that's why I kind of went to drugs and, you know, alcohol. And so I, but even when the statement, you know, what happens in this house, stay in this house. And I was kind of like, uh, what's happening in this house can't stay in this house, but it's killing me as an adult. But yes. it started as a child. And so I didn't want to expose nobody but the enemy. I was just trying to expose the enemy, yes. trying to expose those generational curses along with the generational traumas uh, and, and, you know, and break the curse and stop the trauma. Yeah. Stop the trauma. I had been through a lot. My mom was a bootlegger. She was a bootlegger in Grand Park, North of Virginia. So she sold a lot of food and a lot of drinks. Uh, it was a lot of death there, a lot of stabbing us at eight. I see my dad stab somebody there. I seen a guy get shot and killed on my porch. I remember times when the police were happy with my homework. Then they'll bust my mom or take my mom to jail, you know. And so a lot happened. My, one of my mom boyfriends shot me up uh, with heroin. I contracted hip C at a at a young age. Um, oh, wow. I, I started using heroin around 13 and even getting high with my dad, you know, at 17, getting high. Got robbed at gunpoint by my own dad. Wow. Um, at, at 20, I was sentenced to seven and a half years. And so I was waiting uh, for DOC to pick me up to take me to prison so I could start my seven and a half year prison sentence. And um, the gate popped open in the city jail one day uh, on, on the fifth floor. And my dad walked through. And on the street, you know, he had robbed me at gunpoint on the street. And I'm his biological wow. son. But in jail, um, it was good to see him. It was the first time we had been under the same roof together um, wow. i don't remember ever living in the same house as him um and so we played checkers and chess and i actually was enjoying um the moment that i had with him the, you know the time that i had even though we had been we was incarcerated right um, it, it was good to me and for me to and actually be able to spend bed, that time with him spend that time with him i you know that time meant a lot it was even though it was incarcerated it, it meant a lot to me you know yeah. it meant a lot to me and so much that the jail was packed it's probably about 60 70 in the and like a 40 man holding cell and so I, I got out of my bed man and i and i let my dad take my bed and i put my mat on the floor and um and i slept on the floor and so uh, so so it was it was good for me it was bad and good uh, because I got time to spend time with him. And I got to, you know, just forgive, forgive him. Yeah, forgive him, and you know you that know? God will find a way sometimes to, to sit us down. Yeah. You know, and to yeah. make us, like, have a moment of a recollection and have to sit down and really reevaluate things that we've done in life. And so, you know, to give you both that time to sit down and really think on some things and then to do that together, it's a beautiful thing in, in its it own is. way. It is. It, it was, it was, it was ugly, but beautiful all at the same all time, at the same you know? time all at the same time and it was needed for me definitely was needed for me yeah so what made you um you know i know that you spent quite a few years you know out on drugs and so what made you decide that enough was enough wow uh just a lot of um heartache like a lot of pain you know i, I started using drugs to try to get rid of the pain but it, it brought more pain for over 20 something years you know i did it to escape the pain but it's brought on its own set of issues right yeah so i just was hurt broken I, I was i was really hurt and i was really broken 
uh, and I, w- I just wanted it to stop the pain. I yeah. just wanted it to stop, you know. Um, and it wasn't really too much on the outside. I was hurting from the inside. You yes, know? I, I was hurting from the inside, and I just wanted it to stop. I wanted it to be free. I didn't know what that looked like or how I was going to do it. Right, I, I just didn't know. But I was broken. Um, Let's just stay right there for a second because I know a lot of times people will look at people that are on drugs and they will say, you know, well, why are they doing drugs? Well, that's their own fault and different things like that. And yeah. and while some of that could be true, I do believe that. People do drugs for an escape in a lot of ways. And at that point, when you make that decision, it just very well could be that you don't see another way out. And you're just hoping that something will stop the pain. That's that's absolutely right. You don't do it for problems. Typically, you do it to try to solve, you know, a, a problem. You do the drug or the drink or the whatever it is that you do. You use it as a coping skill, even though it's a negative coping skill. But it gives you a temporary relief, especially when you're talking about young wounds. You know, you got young wounds. I, I, mean, I experienced domestic violence. You know, my mom been four different murder cases. I just seen her beat to a pulp. Mm. Glasses broke. Feet, leg. My broke. God. I, you know what I mean? And and uh, even one time, uh, she had to sneak out the house because the guy was beating her. And he was so messed up and constant, uh, um, intoxicated and drunk that he stabbed the neighbor 51 times and put in the alley. My God. Right? And so if she wouldn't have, you know, caught the cab and, 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 and she wouldn't have got away, uh, she wouldn't have been living. But, you know, I was carrying all this stuff. As yes, a as a kid. Yes. I, grown people can't even carry this. You yes. Know? Um, I, I, you know, I remember being in school and my, my nerves were so bad. It showed shot, shot. My anxiety was on one mom boyfriends they like to hit they ain't like my dad so they like to like pluck tear your daddy punch you in your chest and um you know man it, it i was i i so i i turned to drugs as an escape you know i yeah. turned to it to cope with what i was doing been sometimes that i ain't have the things that i need in school the crayons the you know the pencil yeah the, you know the shoot you know and just all that stuff man being joked and you know so i turned to it as a coping skill to to get by to get through to, to and, get um, away to get away to escape temporarily up to escape and it, and it kept me 20 plus years you know it kept me 20 plus years and it took me to some dark place that robbed a lot of people i hurt a lot of people you know shot some people and i you know i, I did some some horrible things i yeah. sold christmas stole rings you know just yeah a lot of things trying and to support a habit trying to support a habit and so i just wanted to escape i wanted the pain to stop i wanted it i just wanted it to stop I wanted to stop. What an incredible story. We'll be right back with Breon Johnson. When I look in the mirror, I see a girl beautifully broken, perfectly flawed. I don't even know how I made it this far And I'm asking myself questions like Why did I do it? Why did this happen to me? Then I said you can get through it You just have to believe What I do now Gotta make it all count So why not me? I'm the perfect person to go through this storm it won't break me, it won't kill me, I'll move on And then I'll come out even better than before And I'll never see this place anymore Cause my faith is getting stronger every day I'm removing everything that's in my way And the fact that I survived another day Makes me say, why not me? Why not me? Why? 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 One day I'm up, the next I'm down. Problems coming faster than I can count. Who can I run to? No one to talk to. Can somebody tell me what to do? me 
Now that was Why Not Me by Tasha Page Lockhart. We're going to jump right back into this interview with Breon Johnson, author of From Dope Fiend to Son of a King. So if you met yourself, your 13-year-old self today, what would you say? Wow, wow. What I would say to uh, myself as a child is, first of all, God hasn't forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten you. What happened to you don't define you. Yes. Um, and that it, it is not your fault if, if you know that I was neglected or abused. It's not my fault. It's nothing that I did wrong. That God has a plan for me, um, and that um, it's going to happen. It will happen. And although it may not feel good or feel like it happened, it will happen. Yes. And I tell my younger self, if you, the people that you do trust, let them know what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. share them secrets. You know. Yes, um, yes. Not alone. I felt so isolated and so alone, man. Um, I would tell myself, uh, you're not alone. You're not alone. And there's many people or many children that's like you um, that have struggled with a lot of issues that you struggle, but they overcame. They, you know, they overcame. Absolutely. And I tell myself, I say, Breon, follow your gifts, follow your talents. Yes. Seek God. You know, seek God. Uh, Amen. Because he's going to love you just for you. You know, he, he's not like people and will turn you away because of the mistakes you make. Yes. Or, or it's, you know, he's going to love you regardless. That's right. So what has helped you to endure? What What did you, what, if you look back now, what, what, what was the one thing that you can say that helped you to guide you through it? The one thing. The one thing, you know, for me, it was it was God himself. It was God mm. himself. It wasn't no churchy thing. It was it was in my house. As a matter of fact, I was, in, I was drunk intoxicated when i when i said this prayer man i was just i was tired and broke man i was tired of it all i wanted to be old i wanted to be healthy it wasn't about no hell or heaven or no kind of church. yeah it wasn't about none of that stuff i just wanted to be whole i wanted to be healthy um and so it was god he led me to a circles of people that can support me that i could share secrets with you know uh have some kind of therapy level of therapy yeah and you know just reading the word being watched by the word i was just tired of the patterns the vicious cycle every man i know that my mom was in my life they 
been through the same thing. I really just see no positive uh, role models, you know, as far as working and yeah. coming home or even marriage. I didn't even see marriage. You know, it typically was boyfriend, girlfriend, you know. Right, right, um, exactly. Yeah, so I just, uh, it was God for me. And I, when I say God, I'm not talking about a pastor or nobody. I'm talking about literally, <laughs> literally, uh, he introduced himself to me. Yes, you know? and, and, yeah. and you know, and that, and that's a beautiful thing. I like the way you said it. It was God for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's how yeah. the young kids said, "Like it was that for me, like it was God for yeah. me." Because um, God for me. Yes, he reeled you in, and you know, once he get his fish hooks in you, he got you. Yeah, he, it was, it was a wrap. From that day, I never, um, I never drank, I never smoked again. I got married right away. Before then, I was cheating. I was a guy that messed with a lot of women. On um, March sixth is our nine year anniversary. I never. Slap around on her. Uh, wow. I never text nobody. No nothing. No nothing. So, no nothing. Now, I don't play no games. You come in my box, you go, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, 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 I fuss you out. Say, so get on out the box, honey. Yeah, yeah, I, I play those kind of games. You know what That's I mean? right. No, what you doing? Yeah, they know what I'm doing. So, what kind of feedback do you get um, from people that read your book? Most most of it's positive. Most of it's positive. Um, a lot of people say that it, it, it helped them start the process of their own healing, their own good, deliverance, good. right? Or, or the books caused them to have conversations. And yeah. They call, and this, they come, I can have this conversation. Some people say that the book triggered them in ways, you know, they can relate so much that it brought back uh, memories, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Some people say, like, once I read the book, I decided I'm not going to be a victim no more. Like, mm. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I refuse to be a a victim other folks didn't understand it right and so they was kind of like uh why are you telling all your business why are you telling all your your family business so you got those people uh you know too but i'm like i'm free like i'm yeah. free i'm dumping that's garbage. right once i dump the garbage you can carry it if you want to yeah you that's right you can it. pick it up but and I'm take dumping. it wherever you like <laughs> 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 but i don't have it no more that's and you right. know and people don't understand that you know yeah. when you are raised in secrets and and lies and stuff like that it's painful it's painful it's as a painful. child to carry those things and it shakes your very identity yeah it does and then it caused it caused you to have trust issues you know yes you trust who can i run to you know i can't tell nobody you know yep uh and so it, it, it for me it impacted me and have uh i can't i wasn't able to have no healthy relationships intimate or non-intimate friends i didn't even know how to have friends i was socially awkward like just couldn't connect to people really. yes you know what i mean mm -hmm. just really couldn't connect to people yeah okay so how can people get your book so uh my book is currently on amazon so if you go to amazon you can find it it's on kindle also or you can email me at great at gmail.com uh, that's great g-r-e-a-t-b-r-e -E, uh, at gmail and, and then you can get the book okay and how can people um just get in contact with you that email and are you on facebook i'm on facebook under uh brion b-r-y-o-n then it's in, in the middle name is b-r-e-o-n last name johnson uh our church is grace and mercy ministries and that's that's on facebook also uh we also have a page that uh johnson's global uh, it's my family ministry, uh, my wife and I, uh, and my daughters. Uh, and so, so, right, you have a church, is that right? Uh, we, I do. I wow. Do. And that's so you, hey, God, good. Look, what he is doing? so good. <laughs> He'll do it. And that ain't nothing I ask for, pray for, or nothing like that. He kind of, I, I, I like to say he tricked me, but he kind of, I just was following up, and then, boom. Yes. You know, never even had but that's how God does. That's how good yeah. he is. So, what do you do to give back? What I do to give back? Oh, man. So we do tons. I, I do a lot of mentoring. I, I'm a peer re recovery specialist in Loudoun County for the Community Service Board. Um, and so I work with people with mental health uh, and or substance use uh, issues that's at risk for uh, homelessness, hospitalization, or incarceration. Okay. Uh, I've, I've started a, a recovery. We started a recovery house. We had a recovery house. Um, we shut it down uh, last year because of uh, some things, COVID and all that was coming. Uh, uh, so I, I, I impact people as far as uh, and counsel people that, that have some um, 
some trauma in their life. Yes. Uh, some substance use in their life. Uh, and so uh, I'm on the front line. <laughs> I'm Amen. We need you, brother. Right? You know what I mean? We so need I'm a you. Hope pusher. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hope pusher. And I encourage people. I'm an encourager, right? Um, I root for the underdog. I believe in the underdog. And I pour life into them. Um, and so uh, I'm doing that in multiple ways. Like, in a way, um, that's just my life. Um, in my work, in my marketplace job as a pastor, uh, we... You know, we leading people, a lot of people to Christ, uh, baptizing, uh, even giving people to be ministers that wouldn't nor normally be have an opportunity in a traditional church. You know, yeah. giving them voice, giving them voice because they say they too broken, they too bad, or they been too too much, or you know Amen. what I mean. So giving them opportunity. Amen. And we feed, we feed, we provide housing, or, or if people need help with assistance, fuel assistance, electric, and things like that, we do. We, we do it all, you know. See, I like, I love ministries like that because I really do feel like those types of ministries are close to God's heart because yeah. they truly do help people. You know, it's one thing to go to church every Sunday and clap your hands and sing and go home. But it's yeah. another thing to take it outside the walls and That's really right. do things that impact the lives of people and, yeah. and their qualities of life. You know, and yeah. so I just commend you. I commend your um, your ministry, Grace and Mercy Ministries, your yeah. family, you know, just for being faithful and standing behind you and supporting you. And so um, with this book, um, From Dope Fiend to Son of a King, you guys have to go out and get it. It will bless your life. If you know someone who is dealing with uh, domestic violence or any type of substance abuse or um, verbal and mental abuse, get a copy for him. You know, just go out to the Amazon and get this brother's book because it is so inspiring. I mean, there's some stuff in there that's going to shake your foundation, but it may also be some stuff in there that you can relate to. So family, go out and get this book. This is Breon Johnson. Do you have any words before I let you go? Uh, no, I just want to. I want to thank you uh, for giving me this opportunity to even share part of my story. It's not like uh, I, I don't like look for opportunities like this, but I take them when I know they God ordained. Amen. I thought this was something that uh, God wanted me to do, and so uh, I just say thank you. Oh, you are so welcome, and thank you. You're welcome. God has smiled on me. He has set me free. Oh, oh, oh God has smiled on me. He's been good to me. I said, I started begging, I said, 
never left your side I've been right here all along So you can dry your eyes Keep seeking me like I knew you would Praising me like you know you could That's when I realized that so good My God is good He's been good to just heard was keep holding on by my girl Danita Gibbs this has truly been a staple song here on a dose of hope radio encouraging someone to keep holding on despite COVID despite pain no matter what but like I told you the beautiful soul who sings this song is here with us today Danita what's going on 
Oh my God, I'm doing so good. How are you? I am wonderful. Welcome to the inspirational music segment. Oh man, I'm just, I'm just so honored to be here with you and here on the earth, despite all the things that's going on right now. Absolutely, sis. You know, you and I met on the set of Bobby Jones, and we were both there to present our music offerings. And I remember being so nervous that day, and um, and meeting you and sitting down with you and chatting before we were um, able, you know, about to go out on stage. And it was just something about that conversation that calmed my heart, that made it so that I wasn't so nervous. And then I felt like it wasn't just me and that God was saying, you know, this is so much bigger than you. And after that, I just always saw you as my sister on the battlefield. You know, I just always appreciated you for that. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. We're going to dive right on in. Now, you know, her song is called keep holding on now y'all know i love this song if you've been listening to my show you know that you hear this song pretty much every week because it just has a positive message it has a strong message and, and a simple message it just says keep holding on so danita i want you to tell us like where did this song come from how did you you know you come up with it give us the story behind it through life trials and tribulations i'll never forget like i was going through so much um in the music industry as a whole and i was like you know what i quit i'm sick everybody got their 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 loves and their life and i quit y'all can have it i don't i don't care about doing this music anymore and the lord said oh Danita, so you're gonna forfeit everything that i invested in you mm. and you're just gonna throw it away now and i was just talking to the lord i was like no, i'm not gonna throw it away and so that's how the song came about and i was just really just encouraging i was really first encouraging myself and then it just turned into a big encouragement to the world yes yeah absolutely mm. okay so the song it speaks about having so much going on and uh, so much disappointment and pain, you know, that we all experience at some point. But it also says to fall on your knees before you make the wrong decision. Let's talk about that. Because a lot of times people will, you know, you have so much going on in, in their life and so much disappointment and so many troubles that if you don't balance yourself, at some point, you will make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's so true. It is so easy to make the wrong decision because it's so much in your. It's so many people in your ear. You know, you want you want help, but you want the good help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm like I said, I just love it. Um, it was a couple things that I pulled out. Like one time, it just grabbed me. You said it's all right, anyhow. Again, people struggle and go through stuff, but the reality is that. God does not give us more than what we can bear. And no. he has put something amazing in us that allows us to be able to get through and push through whatever those struggles are. And then your song says, it's all right anyhow. And I like the candidness of it because it's like, you know what? It's not even that serious. I'll tell you, man, when God gave it to me, like, to be honest with you, it was just, I didn't know it was going to do as well as it did. Mm -hmm. I was just, just kind of writing from my own personal experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm -hmm. God just, I guess first when you mix it to yourself, and then, then God just makes it where so you can mix it to so many others. Oh, yeah. And then you said in the song, you said, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And that, yes. and that you know, I love the way that God puts our lives on display. You know, if, if he yes. did it for me, what makes me so special that he couldn't do the same for you? Yes. You know? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, and in this day and age, people really do need that type of encouragement. When you look at everything that's going on um, in the world, and, you know, that's kind of like the nature and design of this show was just to, uh, in a world where news is so negative, everything, every time you turn around, somebody's murdered or killed or, you know, it's something negative, shootings all the time. And so, um, this station just seeks to, you know, to go out, go across the globe and find the good in the land because there is so much of it. You know, people are, people are really good people out there. And I think that people need to see, see that sometimes and not all the negative stuff. So a song like this yeah. really um, helps in those dark places, especially with COVID and all this stuff going on. It helps people to just, just a reminder to, to keep holding on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's all right anyhow. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm, well, you did an amazing job. Yes, when I got the train, it just it just came naturally because it's so true, you know, it's just encouraging. It's just like I'm talking to you, like, hey, girl, just be encouraged. Yes. It's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. It's all good. And then I'm going to you 
know, people don't need to hear. A lot of people don't need to read their Bibles. A lot of people are not saved. So they, they need to hear something simple. That's it. Sometimes. That yeah. is, and that, you know that is true. I mean, a lot of times because it's like one of those things when you give people too much, it's too much. And right. so a lot of times somebody just wanted somebody to walk past them and say, keep your head up and keep it moving, yeah. you know, because in life, truthfully, that's all that's ever kept me going was those simple, you can do it. You got this, you know, God loves you. It's those simple things that keep you going. Like, Keep holding on. Don't let go. Okay. If I got to hear it every single day, right. then that's what it is. It's enough light for the step that I'm on. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. So um, what's next for you? I actually, I actually have a new single just coming out, and I can't wait for the world to hear it. And it's, it's actually talking about the things that's going on right now. Oh, right okay. Today, talking about how we didn't see any of this coming, but God already did. Mm. I can't wait for oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Please make sure that we get it. Yes, I will. Okay, awesome. I cannot wait. And um, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, all that you need to give. I'm the type of artist I'm, I'm not stuck up. Yeah, so I appreciate you so much for coming on here and talking to us because we have just been playing your song and we just love it. I thank you. Thank you so much for having me. May the Lord bless you. Stay safe. Wearing that mask, but we know we already know that the only thing, the only person that can keep us all safe is you. That's it. That's it. He's the only one. Keep keep him in your heart and in your mind, and you'll be all right. Look, keep holding on. (laughs) Bless you too, sis. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, my name is Michelle Williams. I'm originally from Norfolk, Virginia. I currently live in Baltimore, Maryland, and you're listening to A Dose of Hope Radio. Hey, A Dose of Hope family. It is not every day that you get an opportunity to speak with someone on the cusp of making history, especially during Black History Month. My guest, Lene Bell, an African-American entrepreneur, has announced the launch of GotCon.com, a privacy-based search engine. This will make her the first female African-American to independently launch her own search engine. Family, let's give a warm welcome to Lene Bell. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you for having me uh, on today's show. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. Look, I am so excited. All I heard was Operation Take Back Your Privacy. Absolutely. That is is the mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to jump right in. What is GotCon.com? What is it? GotCon is a private-based search engine, in short. So you've heard of the big guys, you know, the the Yahoo's, the Bing's, the Google's. Yes. Um, But they're, they're not private. So what that means is they sell your information to third parties. They track. They trace you. They do all these individual indi- uh, in- invisible contracts. Whereas we don't do any of those things. You, when you search on our uh, search engine, you search privately. That means anonymously, and your privacy is kept. And a lot of people don't know that, and that's the part that I found interesting that we didn't know. And because they made it very convenient for us, we've you know most people use it because they're well known. Um, but then. When you realize what you're sacrificing yes. or what you're, what, what's being sold, it makes you kind of question those things. So we're all about take back your privacy. Know what it is that you're doing on your search, right? And then who gave them the right to sell your information? Absolutely. That, that's the part. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because... Uh, sometimes you could, you know, you could go right into Google and you can, let's say you Google a pair of shoes and then you're over on Facebook or, or somewhere else. And all of a sudden those same shoes are there reminding popping you all over the place. Yes. Yeah, popping up all yeah. over. It's like, wait a minute. Are you following me? You know, I don't know what's going on. And so, you know, I actually worked for a major um, player in the um, marketing world for like 14 years. And so I kind of sold that type of thing. So I'm very familiar with the contracts and, and things that take place behind the wall. And for something like this to come to the surface, it is truly an amazing thing. Thank you. And and that's, you know, as we got into the development of that and realized that, and again, it became, we're always going to protect your privacy at all costs. Yes. We may have less features, but at least we can guarantee your privacy will be protected. Yes. And, and that that's a big is, deal. That is a huge deal. So how does it all work? 
Well, <laughs> you actually have to use one of the players, the Safaris, if you're on your iPhone or an Android or something to that effect, or Chrome. And you'll search gotgotconn.com. And then from there, you can save that to your phone. It's a progressive web app. So that means even on your mobile devices, it doesn't go to any of your, you know, your app stores or your app store, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't go into any of those, so your apps don't even know that you're searching. You just kind of stay in the stealth mode kind, <laughs> kind of aspect because it just downloads directly to your phone instead of the app stores. Um, and then on your computers, you search uh, gotcon.com, and you can download or install it directly to your computer and use it from there. But the way it works is when you're searching on us, we we basically we don't capture any of your information. So you're always searching anonymously. Whatever you search, that's your business. It has wow. nothing to do with anything. And back in the day, and you came from marketing, mm-hmm. you'd understand they would search on the keywords. It had nothing yes. to do with the person that was searching. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't need to know your name, who you are, and all those things. Now, once you click on whatever that at, you know, whatever that is that you're looking for, then that's what you going into their world. Then that's okay. But while you're just searching between you and the world and God. That's your business. That's your business. Absolutely. So is this for anyone to use? This is for anyone. And I think about kids, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about the kids now. They're so being pushed a propaganda, right? Is, you know, it frustrates me, right? Because it becomes a push. It becomes a sell. The big guys create these AI characteristics, right? Yes. And then they build these uh, characteristic types off of you. When I think about someone doing that to my kids, I'm like, wait, what? Right, right. <laughs> it's safe for kids to search. Mm-hmm. It's safe for kids. I mean, obviously be mindful. You know, I always say monitor your children on what they're doing. Um, but in this case, yes, it's safe for even children to use and you feel safe that um, utilizing our services or utilizing the search engine, they are, they're, they're searching privately. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really, I mean, I think that is like one of the main aspects and of how beautiful this, this will be because again, you know, the technology world is just growing so much. And people are, um, you know, we're just being followed by all of this data, all of this advertising, all of this marketing. And sometimes you just want to be able to, to have that peace of mind that no one is actually watching me beyond the tech wall. Right. Because, I mean, they're already listening to everything else, right? So as, as we start getting... And from as we start waking up or actually being able to have a, a clear understanding of what that is, we get to say no. Yeah, we <laughs> I'm don't want that. Taking back my privacy. No, I don't approve this. No, I don't want this. No, and I'm going to do it this way. And we have that right. Yeah, yes, we do. And so let me ask you. So what inspired you to do this? Did it just you just wake up one day and say, "Oh, you know what? I want this." Are you? Do you have a tech background, or do you just? Or did God give it to you? What inspired you? Well, I'm smiling as you say that. Okay, so in 2006, I was sitting in this, again, this is what really happened. And I have to say that because people are like, really? So this, to me, this is standing in your calling, right? Mm -hmm. 2006, I was in my study, in my office, and I was reading my concordance. And I'll never forget this. My son had Barney puzzles on my desk. He was probably like three or four. Uh, He's 18 now do the math and uh, <laughs> and um spirit told me to grab the puzzles and i did and he set them on the floor i did and then they fell and he said these are our people these are these are my people and i was like wow. oh okay right and then he said start connecting the dots so you're going to start planting seeds that's how got connections was formed wow Got connection means God's over this. Isn't that something? So con means God's over this vessel. Con is two ends. That means vessel or ship. So God's over this vessel. Wow. Fast forward to today. So 2019 COVID happened. I said, thank you, COVID. No, thank you. My son went to go live with his father. And I picked up my Bible and I said, okay, yes, Lord. What? What? And he said, you already know what I told you to do. Wow. And during COVID, that's when got connections. Uh, my son, uh, 18 now, was like, Mom, no one's going to search got connections. It's too long. Mm-hmm. So I prayed about it. And I was like, Lord, you know, and the con people thought negative or it's, you know, something right. deceptive. So he was like, no. And I was like, how do we not take off what your message is? And I just kept saying, and he kept telling me, no, two ends. And I said, okay. And then when I did research and realized it meant vessel, I was like, God, you are good. So with you being the first African-American woman to ever accomplish having your own search engine, I mean, how hard has it been being a woman in the tech arena? In this space, I have to give credit to my team. 
right? Because they're they're the gurus. I, and I, I'm going to be honest on this. Um, for me, there's a lot of things that I'm learning. There's a lot of things that are coming to the table, and it's a fast forward. I did do computer programming. That's what I majored in. Okay. Um, but um, I threw up all over my engineers, and I say that proudly because the Lord translated it to what we have today. Got you. Okay. <laughs> right. So he took what I did know, and then he was able to spurt it back out in in the engineers of today's world, the lead like Jason Cook and um, Dr. Roderick Crowder. They took that information and the vision that God gave and said, hey, here, I believe this is what you've been asking for. And here you go. And then that's what led to where we are today. So for me, it is it's a lot of information. It's daily things. We have daily ideas, but we do know that we're going to bring some things that have yet to ever be done in the search engine, especially the private-based search engine yes. world. What obstacles have you faced? Oh, um, I a lot of people didn't understand why. That okay. was the obstacle. It was like, well, why would you do that? Well, what, what is... What, <laughs> That's stupid. Why would you invest so much in this? Why? I was like, because I was called to do it. When you're standing in your calling, yes, it matters not anything yes. else. Yes. And I was like, whether, whether we didn't get an advertiser, whether anything didn't happen, I did what I was called to do, and I stood proud in that. That's and it. And that part was fulfilling. So me over, overcoming other people's opinions were the hardest things because there was a lot of investment. And there was no why. There was no reason. The only why was because the Lord told me that's because what Because he I told you to do. to do it. Absolutely. And that my obedience is the part that I'm happy about, that I finally said, okay, Lord, I did it. And the fact is... She did do it. She became the first African-American woman to have her own search engine that was released on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. So there you have it, our own little black history moment. What a great show. Thank you to our guests, Breon Johnson and Danita Gibbs. We also want to do a special thank you and a happy celebration to Lene Bell for becoming the first African-American woman to have her own search engine. So please go to adoseofhope.org to hear the rest of Lene Bell's interview and to leave us a message. Next up, we have Anissa Stewart here to talk to us about her new single, You Are Not Alone. She is here for the inspirational music highlight and Chronically Monique, a YouTuber who chronicles her life living with lymphedema. And last but not least, we have Evelyn, the vowel sensation who passed the bar after 10 times of trying. She's going to drop in for good in the news and leave us some powerful nuggets. So just know you have been dosed. So check out this piece is called Royalty by Jordan Speaks. Being original is pivotal. You are like the blueprint of the creator, the answer key to a prayer, the part of slay and slayer. I'm saying you are queen surrounded by kings. You are greats bathing in greater. You are the mother of glory, the grandfather of faith, and the auntie that raised patience. You are beautiful. He is beautiful. We are beautiful like the creator, and there is no shame when you are designed perfect your freckles are mark of uniqueness your stretch marks are evidence of life your smile is the picture of perfection and god created us royalty so let's flaunt our crowns like we're proud of it let's stick together like glue let the kings protect me and you let's start legacies here let's place crowns over fear let's rewrite everything the devil tried to erase because what God creates could never be replaced. I mean, let's face facts instead of dancing to opinions. <laughs> to be honest to me, the devil voice kind of remind me of the millions. Reminder, God reigns and that means we have dominion. And I'm not here to force you on a throne, but to tell you about your rightful position. I mean, reminder, the hardest part is always behind us. And we never have to compete because God is the timer. So let's make a decision to live because our father has risen. I'm chilling. Even when my life is full of tension. Because I realize we royalty speaks. A dose of hope. Did I tell y'all that I was so green when it came to doing this podcasting? But Anchor has made it so, so, so easy for me. I mean, it's free, first of all. 
And also there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, which makes it extremely easy. And Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's what I'm talking about. So it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I'm telling y'all, if this is what you want to do, carry yourself on over, okay, to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Your dream awaits.